For those who remember. For those who will never forget. And for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. Welcome to the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is March 7th, 2018, and we're talking Star Wars Rebels series finale. Check out our sponsor, SkywardFunSupply.com, from Funko Pops to three and three quarter inch figures, and all the way to six inch black series. SkywardFunSupply.com is your home for Star Wars toys. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zanger. We have no choice, General Calrissian. Our cruisers can't repel firepower of that magnitude. <laughs> I'm just a Rebels quote. No, heck no. No. <laughs> I wanted to do Akbar, man. I've never done an Akbar quote, to the best of my knowledge, although I might have said it's a trap once. Star Wars Rebels series finale. I know Mark watched it. Mark, I think Mark watched it in the last, what, half an hour? Yep. And Zenger, you did not watch it, but you know you have the lowdown. No, I, I actually watched it. Oh, okay, you actually watched it, so we're yeah. all on the same page for once. Yeah, I actually watched it. All right, so let's start off. Did I, I only watched the last, like, the hour-long thing. I didn't watch the episode leading up to it. Oh, geez. you didn't see how they captured Governor Price. I, I saw the wolves were involved. I, I did watch that part. <laughs> you tell me you missed the filler. Okay. Okay. So, okay, series finale. Did we like it, yay or nay? Well, hold on first. Let me, um, I'm, I'm going to be... Okay, there we go. Uh, I, I, I like that. Pouring my um, Angry Orchard Hard Cider. Uh, it's a natural gluten-free, crisp apple, um, 5%. Oh, my gosh. It's only oh, that's got a nice pour to it. It's got a great pour. Right. Just so everyone knows, he's, he's, he has his camera on. And he's showing us that he's pouring it the right way. Mm. Uh, let me see mm. this here. That is a, that is a great uh. full-body flavor out of that. Um does it so taste I, like I, series finale? No, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll give my final review of the um, cider when we're done. I have no business doing beer reviews, and Dave Filoni has no business ever finishing a goddamn storyline. Dear God. Shots fired. Just, just, just end it. And by the way, that was a long way to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Let's see how you're going to top that one. I don't know I'm going to top that one, but... It was a very interesting finish. I think a lot of people thought that it was going to end like with them, like all of a sudden, like in like Yavin, you know, like and kick off where you know Generoso stuff happens in Rogue One. But um, you know, I think they pretty much kept it pretty, uh, you know, self-contained to the Rebel series itself. This show basically centers around Ezra Bridger himself more than anybody else. Um, that's kind of like how this show concludes that it was centered about him and uh, and people that he met in his life and you know how how that changed him, transformed him, and whatnot. It sort of ends in the way where he uh, he fulfills something that he wanted to see since the very first episode of Rebels, which is freeing this planet from imperial control that that's really what that was really like his goal from like day one that we first met him he wanted to see his planet you know be freed and uh and he got that he got that accomplishment as i was watching this and thinking and reflecting back on season four that 
also causing to reflect on something from season one. Season a lot of it was season one. There was a big concentration on Lothal. Like the rebel, the main characters were all Lothal only. They weren't going around to other planets or anything. Then that you know that doesn't happen till the you know season two. But I remember like seeing people on Twitter and stuff. Like some Star Wars fans are like, "I'm so glad they're finally off Lothal and you know this and that because it was like." You know they spend so much time on it in the first in the first season, and um, but now we're back in Lethal, and we're there for like many episodes in, in of season four. You don't hear that complaint as much because now we have uh, extended arcs. You know it's not just because uh, you know the first season and two they were like. One one and off at one off episodes, you know. In the next episode, something new. There wasn't like you know two, three, four part arcs like we saw now, and so that's why you don't hear people complain as much, uh, you know, about season four, saying why are they in Lothal this whole time? Because you know there was something bigger happening. Give a recap. It you know it ends with them, um, you know, liberating Lothal. Then it kind of does this time jump after the Battle of Endor. So you don't see what happens in between, you know, the years of like before, uh, you know, before Rogue One up until uh, Return of the Jedi. You don't see what happens with these characters. Now we also know that Hera and Captain Rex were involved in the in the Battle of Endor, which kind of lead uh, lends to the uh, theory that that one character in I thought they disproved um, that though. I thought that you met that character at some point. Yeah, but you know, here comes Dave Filoni again with his with his, you know, you know what, you know, giving us bait. I thought you met the character, the old geezer guy. Like I thought he was in an earlier episode of Rebels, and it wasn't Rex, or was it? I, I don't, I don't know. Like that's the thing. I, okay, I, so okay, so who is who, this old geezer we're talking okay, about? Okay, so so there's a character. In, okay. In the last, okay, remember that post I made a while back when we were doing the reviews on Zingness of Last Jedi, I mean, of Return of the Jedi, and I posted oh, him, a picture. Yeah. yeah, that's supposed to be Rex, although yeah. apparently in the new season of Rebels, they show that character and it's not Rex. They did show that character? I thought they did. I thought somebody, somewhere online, someone said, you see that character and Rex in the same scene. I don't remember seeing. I don't know. I th- I think they, they've their intention is clearly to retcon. Yeah, Rex into I, Return of the Jedi. Right, and this and and, and what and yeah, and like you know, I, the I way, could be totally wrong. By the way, on that one hundred percent. And so. the and the way that Sabine describes it is that you know makes it seem like that could be him. We don't know for sure, but we just know that. Now it's I just wanted to point that out because I thought I saw somewhere online that someone was saying they've shown that that is not Rex anymore. Because they showed the character at some other point in Rebels, but I'm well, maybe 100 wrong on that. So uh, I, I have, I have, I will openly admit this: I have not seen every episode of Rebels. What? That was predetermined. You you started the episode by saying, "Oh, you know all the points," and then you were shocked when I was like, "No, I actually went and watched it." <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I, you know, I I will say though, it felt kind of a little weird. Like I needed um, context. When um, you know the whole, the, you know the end of the, of the entire of that whole episode of them liberating uh, Lothal, and then all of a sudden you get this time jump, and uh, you know that's like pretty significant time we're jump. We're gonna time um, jump past all the good parts uh, where they were with the rebellion, and we're gonna talk about them being on Endor. 
but we're not going to show yeah. it. Right, and then I'm um, going to show what the guns do. I, I have to concede that I was extremely wrong about the finale. Like, like some stuff I got right. They all live, so again. I was wrong. Well, like I was predicting, like we would be butt right against Rogue One. Like I was convinced. Like I'm genuinely surprised they didn't go for a K two S O moment. I am so surprised they didn't go with the low hanging fruit there. Okay, the way this episode was done is it very obviously was this is. This has nothing to do with the bigger Star Wars universe. This has to do with their story. Oh, of course story. it does. You know, okay, we're gonna, I'm, okay, I'm jumping off the record. But, but, but wait, in, in, the, in the context of the episode and of the way they wrote this, it seems to be that this was what they want to talk about. Could they have gone and, you know, we woven a lot more stuff in? They could, but that wasn't the point of the story. And that's okay. Like, that, that, okay. That's what I said. That's kind of like what I said earlier about, like, this being self-contained. The yeah. Series. This series, for the most part, has been pretty self-contained. Uh, yes, they are part of a broader uh, network, uh, you know, re- the Rebellion, um, the Rebel Alliance. But as far as these characters are concerned, it's their adventures are self-contained to what they Lothal. do. Right. And Lothal, yeah. So, um, I don't know about it, you, but I think Lothal is one of the most boring planets in the galaxy. I, oh, I, and every time they went back there, I was like, "Oh God, not again!" It's like they keep talking about how the Empire keeps mm-hmm. like mining for things there, or like we call using the planet's resources. I'm like, "What are they using? What are they taking the grass?" There's like nothing on the planet. Like all there's one city, and all this is caves and rocks. That's you, it. You know what? Um, it doesn't have sand. Yeah. Vader can no, go there. It has sand, but um, you, you know, not what? enough. And this was something that didn't quite pay off for me, um, was that, you know, we, we, we learned from season one that the the Empire's in Lethal, but, you know, what the reason is for them being in Lethal was always wrapped up in, like, some big mystery. And I thought it would allude to something big, like, you know, mining for kyber crystals or or something like that. TIE Defender. Um, TIE Defender. That goes and- nowhere. Yeah, and, and essentially is that, that you know tie defender uh, program. Uh, what else? Uh, they do allude to the whole to the to the the, the the you know the Death Star by saying the Stardust Project, but um, we didn't get Krennic either. I'm a little disappointed in that. Yeah, so um, story's but, not about him. Doesn't yeah, matter. Like, like old. It, it, it wasn't about Death Troopers either, but they sprinkled enough of them in there. Right. I mean, I guess they're trying to tie stuff, but they they pretty much wanted to keep Rebel self-contained, and that's essentially what we got. It was a little disappointed that there wasn't like a really like big mystery behind it. Although we do find out some interesting things, like you know the whole you know we see the return of the whole uh, Mortis uh, ca- you know characters from the Mortis art. You know, Rebels alludes to the fact that Ahsoka may be still alive, and and we see that in the last minute or so as well at the end um did we already right. discuss this last week hi i'm ahsoka and i'm gonna do absolutely nothing during the galactic civil war they're I'm, going I'm, I'm a real powerful jedi but um once again i'm no no nothing. she's not a jedi she's not a she jedi. says that in season two she makes a very big point i am no jedi but okay yeah. i'm i'm a really strong force user but i'm just gonna kind of go mia for a while <laughs> and then I, I'm going to come back, and when I come back, look to the east, for, for I shall be Ahsoka the White, and I shall herald the coming of Gandor. Uh, oh, you, sorry, wrong series. <laughs> but you know what, uh, though? 
Um, the way it ends, it basically ends to um, lend itself to you know to for things but more to go series, any, yeah, more to, stuff. Right. That's why I made my comment earlier. Right, and uh, you know we could have a series of like Hera uh, in something now, uh, and then although we you know we find out that Hera that uh, Ezra did impregnate Hera. That's um, what? Uh, Wait, what? Got that backwards. What? I mean, yeah, sorry, uh, Kanan. I'm sorry. Whoa, Kanan. Mark, that's not cool. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, Kanan uh, was the one that impregnated uh, uh, Hera. Uh, so apparently, yeah, Twi'leks can crossbreed with humanoids. Right. So that actually, so, that actually did happen in the Clone Wars episode already. Really? Really? Yeah. Did? Remember that? There's an episode. I forget what season it was, but there was something, something. Uh, Dark side. Some, something, something. Dark side. Uh, Rex, or maybe it has to be Rex. Of course, it's Rex. It's like separated from like uh like his platoon or his squadron. He finds like a clone trooper that went AWOL and they have like and he like married a Twi'lek and they sat there, had kids. Or maybe it wasn't a Twi'lek, I forget whatever. What? Okay. And they have kids um, and they're like you know, like like they're like cross. Oh yeah, I remember that what? one. Uh, okay, um point being, um why the heck didn't they make the clone trooper sterile? I don't know. Just a, I don't just know. a thought. I don't think no. they thought that. They I'm pretty would, sure George Lucas wasn't thinking about would these guys would be screwing around during the Clone War. I, I, uh, I, I don't think we should make them sterile. I mean, that opens the possibilities up to endless opportunities for us to do some BS stuff later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure George Lucas did not envision clone troopers during the Clone Wars having shore leave because they're programmed. Remember these? Uh, uh, these guys are programmed to be uh, warriors, just like the the Gungans. Gungans. <laughs> But yeah, no. So, um, so that was inter- that was an interesting thing. So, we know that at some point, you know, that she gives birth to the, the, the son and Mark. The what's the kid's a- name? What's the kid's name? I don't remember. Uh, oh, what? Jason. Jason. And how's it spelled? J A C E N. Yeah, giant so, middle finger. Giant middle finger to the EU people. Has green no. hair and like orange, like you could like that character. Someone should just take superimpose that image and it's just a giant middle finger to the EU people. It say you're never getting Jason Solo ever. Never mind the fact that Kylo Ren is Jason Solo for all intents and purposes, but <laughs> giant middle finger. Right. Now, I'm not even a Jason Solo fan. I just like the fact that it's it's a very obvious middle finger. And then there's the uh, yeah. There's, then there's the. Uh, uh, not Hera, um, but Ezra. Um, well, before I get to Ezra, I want to say something about um, the other character. Her name escapes my mind right now. I think we should spend a lot of time talking Sabine. about Hondo's character uh, sidekick Milch, I, the Ugnot. We should spend a lot of time talking about how he was able to take a blaster shot to the chest and was kicked by Governor Price after being shot, yet survived. The entire events of the finale, yet Gregor was shot in the chest, picks up the Death Star gunner, throws him down the chasm, and then proceeds to die. It's like, who would have thought the Ugnaut would be able to survive the blaster shot getting kicked across the room, be perfectly alright, but the clone commando, and whose smart idea, idea was it to let him into battle wearing a tank top? Everybody else is wearing some sort of disguise or armor. <laughs> He's wearing a tank top. Who on a, it's like they, they didn't even have some like cardboard to tape around him or something. Heck, why even wear a tank top? It's that's true, a, he's wearing a tank top. That's a, that's a like style. Of, 
Hey, yo, look at me. I got a tank top on. I'm out here to fight some some, some of the Empire. But yeah, oh, no, God. He's uh, a commando. I, 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 I thought that the Ugnat would, would, like, you know, when he was, like, turns out he was alive, I thought he would, like, take out his, like, uh, I don't know, like a bulletproof shield or something. He had, like, a bulletproof vest underneath. Uh, well, something. I don't know. I, I thought that What's he, a Star that Wars equivalent of a bulletproof vest? Vader's hand. A shield. Uh, <laughs> he has like one of those like the things that the Gungas had on Naboo during the Battle of Naboo. They had, like those like like energy shield where like absorbs right, the energy. We, we have we have hit our our limit on Gungan references for Gunga. this episode. All right. So <laughs> so um, but yeah, the other thing about Sabine is that um, we uh, you know there could be a series in the future with you know Sabine and her adventures. Or no, there, there's going to be a Sabine Ahsoka adventures going after Ezra. Because I mean book. Book. No, What's it's gonna be a series. No, no. they set up They're, for it. No, you know, you know what? The, okay, um, okay, not to interrupt Mark's breakdown, character breakdown, but you all know where they're leading with with Thrawn, right? Wow. They're go. Okay, again, I was wrong about. Like I said, I will, I will concede. I'll admit I was wrong about how Rebels would end butting against Rogue One. Like I'll admit that. But considering the fact, what is Thrawn primarily known as? And Zenger's being gonna know this dead. Way. No, not being dead. Oh, um, being knowledgeable about the um, outer. Uh, well, about yes, the unknown outer, regions. Yes, there's yeah, that. unknown. But think about this though. Thrawn is primarily known as a post-return of the Jedi villain. Right. And the so big they're mystery, setting him up to come back after. What they did, the what what Filoni did was by sending him into hyperspace, and the fact that the series or I get the finale picks up. After the Battle of Endor, and there is no mention of what happened, to, again, intentionally so, Ezra and, what's his name, Thrawn, are both mentioned. They're alive, but they're, they're somewhere. Or they're out in the ether. And nobody knows where on Earth they are. Or I guess nowhere in the galaxy where they are. And clearly they are setting this up. Because remember how um, the Aftermath trilogy ends. It's with Ray Sloan, and they come across the... Remember they come across... You remember this, singer? They come across the giant Super Star Destroyer. Like the, the really, eclipse. really... Yes, the Eclipse. Who's or, to say? Yeah. Who's to say that we don't get a amended or revised version of the Thrawn trilogy? Where who? Know, again, think about it. You have voice actors. Again, Mark Hamill will do anything for a paycheck. Um, there's a million voice He's actors. Apparently, going to be in the Witcher series. I'm excited. Well, sure. And Should on top of that, excited. it wouldn't be hard to find a voice actor for Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Who's to say that the next animated series isn't the Thrawn trilogy? Oh, and uh, we all know Luke Skywalker's looking for knowledge of the unknown regions, and so you introduce Thrawn, you see how Thrawn, and that would explain also why Thrawn is this, you think about it, Thrawn was known as this villain that could outthink the main heroes of the original trilogy, yet in this he's being fumbled by a kid with a bunch of squid whale monsters. It's like, come on, this is not the same character that we all grew up with in the 90s. So who, again, this is just unbridled speculation. But and we also know that, again. There's also the Thrawn book coming out. This I don't know. They keep delaying it. I don't think it's coming out until August now. But there is again. I don't know. The only thing we know about Thrawn is that he has a book coming out sometime in this summer or late or early fall. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't take place considering the fact that it involves him and Darth Vader. So it has to be pre Rebels. I don't know. That's just is when I saw the fact that they went into lights or hyperspace, and then on Rebels Recon, Dave Filoni's like, "Oh, I can definitely confirm they're both alive." And the fact that Ezra Bridger is still called Ezra Bridger, 
I don't know. And not I'm, Star I, Killer. God, God forbid you make me happy uh, with at least something. Finally. <laughs> but well, that, that's that, my uh, theory. So speaking of Ezra Bridger, they seem to like the way the the show ended. It seems to kind of establish in the way like the character of Ezra, like it establishes him like as him becoming this legend or something. I don't, do you guys get that vibe from the, from the ending of this? That he, Vaguely. That he, it just it just it just like feels that way. Like you know, you see you see uh, Lethal getting liberated, and then you know. Ezra is just, you know, has been gone for years. Uh, you know, they brought and, these squid monsters, and then they flew off into hyperspace, and we were saved. Right, and uh, and you see, there was there there was a reason to for introducing Pergos. Uh, I remember in season two, I, there was like, I was seeing on on Twitter people complaining about oh a lot of filler episodes. I You're like telling it. me, Mark, that they retconned the filler to make it important later on. Uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the whole point of the Pergil is the fact they were eating the gas. Yeah, that's it. There are many possibilities as to what we can see in the future. Could could it have any? Could it have none of the rebels characters? Absolutely. Could it have one? That too. I mean, we don't. We do not know. I have not seen any hints of what this new show would be. People are speculating that it could be something like. Oh, something between episode six and seven that has to do with Luke Skywalker and and the three heroes during this time. We don't know. I am curious to see what's happening. I know that um, it has been confirmed that Lucasfilm has worked has been working on a new uh, series. Um, actually, I think if I recall correctly, it's also been confirmed that they're they're working on a live action or so or. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, actually, I know well, that they're making fourteen different Star Wars series for the streaming service. So I'm pretty right. sure every Disney property that they own is being worked into it. Is being worked into a TV series for the streaming service. Now, there's also the possibility that there could be books uh, coming out that you know, based on the Rebels characters. You know, post Rebel series. Um, same thing, comic books. We can see that happening as well. Um, you know, who, who knows? We may see a. a a comic series of of um, Sabine and you know and her battles during. Uh, so she know. apparently didn't she didn't leave the fall considering the fact that she was so gung ho this Mandalorian family she apparently figured they weren't really worth much time. Yeah, they, no, because yeah, she even cool. said in the conclusion she's like I thought you know Ezra meant for me to protect Lethal but I fig I found out you know I was wrong. Well, that's <laughs> in the last few minutes. That that's in the last when she decides that. There was more to it than just Lafal, and she was going yeah. to find him. It seems like she right. stayed with Lafal. The they all stayed yeah. with Lafal because they make a very big point of saying that they didn't they didn't want the Rebel Alliance's help, despite the fact that obviously Hera went back to the rebellion because she's involved with Rogue One. I, I don't know, um, you know what it, what's going on there with uh, you know her getting involved with you know with uh, the Rebel, uh, you know with Yavin and. Um, and Sabine, and uh, maybe Sabine does join uh, Hera in that, you know, in some of those uh, battles based, you know, based out of Yavin. Who knows? Um, no, I gotta stay here and protect this planet. This this planet, the Empire never came back to after what four and a half years. Yeah, right. Um, I, um, so how old is how old is Sabine? By the okay, by the end of Rebel, not not the the epilogue. I mean, like by the end of they they blow up the space station. How old is Sabine? Because I know Ezra is supposed to be Ezra is what eighteen, nineteen. 
Well, Ezra is about yeah. the same age as um, Luke, as Luke and Leia, and same thing with uh, same thing with uh, I think um, she's also supposed to be about that same age as well. But she's supposed to be a few year, a couple of years older than him. So if he's like nineteen by the end of the series, again, not the epilogue, then she has to be like what twenty one, twenty two, and then by the epilogue, she's probably in her what twenty six, twenty seven. Accurate. Also, Maybe. Ahsoka is. 40, I think, at the end of... Well, she'd have to be, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember, because I'm like, how old was she technically? And I'm like, I think 40. I, I'm, I'm more interested about her staff. So clearly she's up to something. She is Ahsoka the White. <laughs> I know, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings in this episode. Yes. Zenger was saying, I wasn't impressed with this. Uh, I thought some of this stuff was neat. I was saying? Yeah, you didn't like it, you said. I it, it was okay. I mean, it just kind of ended with this whole like let's let's point you in the direction we're going next with this series. Well, it's like I didn't I okay. I know I was wrong about the Rogue One stuff, but mm-hmm. I did say Ezra's whole again. You were convinced Ezra had the the crosshairs on his forehead, and I said no. He's gonna he's gonna disappear because of a self sacrifice, which is again I don't think that's much of a prediction. It's pretty obvious. It's, and there's a couple elements of Star Wars that are always gonna be there. You're gonna have the mentor who has to die. You're gonna have the hero that's gonna commit self-sacrifice, and what else would there be? You have to, again, you have stormtroopers. You always need stormtroopers. You gotta sprinkle a healthy dose of stormtroopers into everything Star Wars. Related. And both on good and bad sides, apparently in this one. Yes, both good and bad sides. So, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with it, but it, it was serviceable. I liked the epilogue. Uh, I think that first of the, the I guess ninety minute finale, the the fifth was to be the fourteenth episode. I thought that was filler. I guess the whole thing, the stupid setup they have where they're trying, oh, you call it, I, I know his name, it was named Ryder Azadi. I like calling him Clancy Brown. And it's like, why? It's like, oh, I'm going to turn the rebels in. I'm going to, I don't want to go back to jail. And it's like, oh my lord, this is such so transparent. It's like, I, I get it, it's a TV show for kids. I get it. But it's so transparent. And it's like, okay, now we captured her. And then we have Rook, and Rook doesn't really do anything. I'm kind of shocked they kind of just killed him off like with like a butt of a joke. Like where like Zeb ties into like or like what's it um traps his foot in like the electrical coil and then zaps him. Like I'm like I'm shocked considering that that character becomes a good guy in the Throne trilogy. I'm surprised they just killed him so arbitrarily. Like no, it was bad. great. Cause, I mean, what did it end with? Oh, that's right, a phone call. Another phone. What's a Star Wars and phone call jokes? Apparently they they are aging through the '90s right now, where where you know <laughs> making um, prank calls is cool. Well, then I'm not sure if you two picked up on this. Was that when Thrawn is on the bridge of the Star Destroyer, he calls for Captain Palalion, which was his second in command during the Thrawn trilogy. Oh no, I did not catch that. You didn't catch it? Oh man, I call, I heard that. I'm like, oh man, reference. I clapped. Stuff. I guess that, that, that to me that's a cute wink. It, it, it's a wink. It's not heavy-handed fan service. One thing I thought was weird though is that okay, you guys obviously remember from Attack of the Clones when at the, during the Battle of Geonosis they have the giant spheres lifting off the ground. Yeah, and it's just lifting off the ground. There's nothing. Why was it that this this dome on the fall needed rocket engines to propel itself out of the ground? Well, the ones in there had rockets. No, they the did. They just, kind of, they just kind of rise out of the ground. No, I and, swore and, they had rockets on the bottom of them. Are you sure? When have you ever seen a rocket engine in Star Wars? Like, with, like, actual, like, like flames and smoke when something's launching off the ground. 
Hold on. <laughs> All right, you take a minute. So, like I said, that's what okay, that, it's a weird, it's a weird observation. But I just thought that was weird. And I, guess, hey, again, um, I, I wasn't thrilled with it. I thought it was serviceable. I think out of the season, the season finales, I would still rank season two the highest. Then season three, then probably tie seasons one and four together. Uh, hey Zach, um, you said you watched uh, Rebels Recon, right? See, si, Senor. Um, what what did you get out of that? Um, Thrawn and Ezra are still alive. That's pretty much it. That's it. Um, is, um, really is, is, is Ahsoka alive? Do they confirm or deny that? They have confirmed, in fact, that Ahsoka has a pulse. Oh, Ahsoka goodness. lives! Exclamation uh, mark. Finally. Finally, after all these years. I got worried. But no, there really wasn't anything. Rebels Recon, I have like, I think it's like 20 minutes long this week. Most of it is like all the like appreciate, like, oh man, all of our memories. What was your favorite part of making the series? I hate you, Zach. God dang it. Told you there's no rocket. It's just stupidly floating up into the air. Why would you need rockets in Star Wars? Full of helium. Why would you need rockets in Star Wars? It doesn't make sense. Nothing in Star Wars has ever needed a rocket to get off the ground. That is such like realistic, like an antiquated thing. Like I have no idea how that got past like the millions of people have to sign off on R and D. I don't know how that got past. The dozens of people in Lucasfilm have to sign off on every little thing they present to the public. Why do you have missiles and lasers? Oh, wait, there's another one. Yeah, and it's not showing any rocket. Pro- what? No, how, pro- how are torpedoes. these things flying? The same way, same way X-Wing's able to fly. Think about it. X-Wing only has engines on the back of it, yet somehow it's able to launch itself off the ground. Mm. Black magic. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> this one has flames coming off the bottom of it because it's being shot there, but that, but see... You can you contort you have those mental gymnastics, sir. You you do whatever it takes to reaffirm your position. Oh no, it's the Hindenburg all over again. Oh the, oh, the humanity. humanity. Oh dear. But so like I said, I, I don't know. Rebels Not Natalie Portman. I don't know though. Like I said, Rebel is fine. Like I, I all these people are like, oh my lord, I was tearing up at the very end. And like Zanger said, these these characters are gonna show up again. Or like Mark was saying, they're gonna be in a book comic. Whatever it is, TV show. Um, I'm calling TV show. Well, okay, but there could be like it's gonna be like Rebel, like Rebels. You're gonna take one or two characters from the Clone I, Wars and I sprinkle think them they into give, this. I think they give Dave Filoni a limited amount of time to do stuff, and every time he talks into doing a different series because the one he's doing isn't isn't going the way they want it. I swear that's what they must be doing with him. It's like every freaking time, their their series one series is coming to an end. The next one's like, nope, we're good to go. Well, I think that's also done. Per- like, okay, not to get into the history of Rebels, but Disney's you know, Disney never knew what to do with Rebels. Rebel, think about it, Rebels was the first thing that was part of the Disney era of Star Wars. Like you had, the, I guess you had that one book, A New Dawn, which had Hera and the Kanan, and then after that, it was Rebels. So you really, it was the first major piece of Disney Star Wars product out the door. And the one thing you gotta give it credit for is that now that it's done. Think about where we are, though. We have Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi. And obviously, we're, it's very obvious that we're going to have another uh, TV series on the horizon come this fall. So the Star Wars drought won't be so bad come this summer. 
But it's it's still I don't think Disney ever knew what to deal with this. Like the merchandising was never there for Rebels. Like I'd say I have a couple toys. I think like, there was no video game for Rebels. I think they were in one or two of the mobile games. Like, you, like again, think about Battlefront. You could very easily put the ghost into like Starfighter Assault on Battlefront or have like Sabine or Ezra or Kanan as characters. Or that weird ship that Ahsoka has. What, what what is that? That that awkward blade ship that flies on its side. What is that? That's from the last episode for like a minute. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Okay, Jerry. What's the deal with Ahsoka's blade ship? But I, I get, what's the deal clone- with Ahsoka's blade ship? But they had those during the Clone Wars. I, it's just sorry. I'm 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 having the end play real quick again, and I saw that, and I'm like, <laughs> that is like the most awkward spaceport putting ship I have ever seen. But I'm pretty sure those are around during the Clone Wars. It was like diplomat ships. <laughs> All right, Zenger. If that's, if, that's, if, if that's what really bothers you, you know, I think you should let the creators of the show know. What's the deal with Ahsoka's ship? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you are able to ask us one single question. We will answer it no matter what, truthfully. And we will... What's the deal with Ahsoka's ships? Someone's about to lean in and ask about, like, uh, Darth Revan... Yeah. Or like the micro series or something like that. And Zenger just climbs over them and like shoves his like like hand in their face. <laughs> What's the deal with her weird ship in the epilogue of Rebels? Oh, that's a good question. Uh we designed it that way. Oh, <laughs> okay, thanks. That's it? Yep, that's it. That should be Rebel oh, Man, Zenger. If they're still doing Rebels Recon, you could ask them that stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> I might. <laughs> One thing that's worth noting is that that ship does not have the the, the New Republic symbol on it. So whatever the so, but there's X wings though. There's X wings because of course there has to be X wings. But there's no New Republic logo, and it's also <laughs> worth noting that this is completely off topic. But Hondo Hondo survives the the, the Galactic Civil War because he's going to be in the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disney theme parks. Oh, he is. Yeah, they, he, he's in the concept art, and he's mentioned by name. No mention well, of Melch. Here's where we're going to have there. Hondo. He's going to be right here. It's going to be Hondo and Kylo Ren. That's, that's going to be your two main characters at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You're going to have the villain of the sequel trilogy and a... Oh, God. What's below tertiary? We're going to have a... a oh God, definition of a side character from an animated TV series in the late 2000s. That's going to be your two main characters for Galaxy's Edge. People, like, imagine, like, kids lining up, like, 20 years from now, and it's like, you have, like, like hello, I am Hondo Onaka. And, like, Mommy, who is this character? Step like, away ah. from him, please. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, son, this is some weird character. But why can't we see Kylo Ren? And there's some, and there's some guy in the back, and the husband's wearing a shirt that says, hashtag not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, would it be great if like Lucasfilm really leaned into like all the man baby criticisms and actually like started selling merchandise with like all the man baby like like complaints of the film? Like well, has a picture of like, Publix for just make it then. But it's Disney; they have to profit off everything. They can't let anybody else make money off this. So like you have like a you have like another T shirt of like the green like okay Mark, what's the name of the character that Luke milks in the Last Jedi? Uh. Come on, get your get your reference books out quick. You gotta find that book here. I think it ha- I think it's like fourteen syllables, so you might want to take a couple seconds. 
pronouncing it before you say it on air. All right, let's see. Octo. This is still a plush of one of those. Why? Zanger, uh, um. <laughs> do you remember the movie Monkey Bone? Do I have to say yes? You remember Brendan Fraser? Yeah, I remember Brendan Fraser. Remember he has the toy that like farts and he, like you pull the tail up and it like shoots like, like the powdery substance out. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. Imagine that, but it's the Luke Skywalker milking creature. You like pull like the arm up, or you press on it, it shoots like ah. like slime at you. It's just the worst <laughs> idea ever. Uh, here, here's a name for it. It's called a. You only get one take of this, Mark. Siren. Thala yeah. Siren. Dana Siren. We need one of those. That that should be an exhibit at Galaxy's Edge. Like, like right after like last July comes out, and, like all the angry like hashtags are there on Twitter. Bob Iger comes like running to like the Disneyland behind the scenes like like area. It's like guys, we have to make room for what? We need this creature. We need people need to come into the studios and milk its teats just to sit there piss off the man babies. And the sad thing is the line would probably be three hours long at any given time. Heck yeah. I'm too happy right now. Let's talk about cultural impact of the series. And at least in terms of yeah, we're going deep, at least in terms of, you know, the Star Wars fan community. Do you guys, and, and we can discuss this, and, you know, do you see this series as being a series that, you know, maybe not now, but in the future people will look back with fondness and, and be like, oh, I wish they made more episodes. You know, I really just, I really started uh, connecting with the characters. You know, I really would like to see them again in some future thing. Or do you think people are just going to be like, oh, I'm so glad that, you know, this is uh, over with, you know, this series sucked, I, I couldn't care less for the characters, you know, they were for totally forgettable, I'm, you know, I'm ready for the next, for the, for the next new thing. What do you think? I mean, what kind of impact are we looking at here? I mean, it's kind of hard to see right now because it just ended, but, you know, things over time, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, critical reevaluation of things so i don't know what do you guys think i think this series since it had a beginning a middle and an end and had a full arc to it and was allowed to tell its story will be hailed as something to where i feel it's a more complete series than let's say the clone wars because the clone wars will forever be an incomplete series no matter what they do because there is a book that wraps up stuff there's a lost season there's concepts up that yeah. Comic book, yeah. So that's the problem with 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 um with Clone Wars, but the success of this in the sense of it's it had a beginning, middle, and an end that was planned out properly. Yeah, like I said, it um it was pretty self-contained, the series. And Clone Wars, you know, on top of that, it also centered around uh, you know, something that began in the movies itself, you know, um in the prequel trilogy, you know, that you know, the the Clone Wars will always be known as some that as that something that connects and ties up things that we see in the prequel trilogy. It is a series based on a war that that happened specifically in between two movies. Um, so that's so yeah, you're right about that. That it, you know, it's that Clone Wars doesn't feel complete, uh, but it's not just because you know the it wasn't it was an incomplete series but anyways uh i i i don't okay this is okay i'm gonna get a little more abstract with this 
Uh, I think Rebels is going to be, not that it's going to be forgotten, but I think it's going to be lost in the shuffle over time just because it was so rough, uh, rough initially. It was rushed. It feels rushed. That's the thing about Rebels. Rebels feels constantly rushed. Like, okay, we have to get here. We have to get here. We have to get here. And it's for no other reason. I think they just, Disney wanted something. Again, like I said, there's like a picture. I think Dave Filoni tweeted out, I think in like January of 2013, like weeks after Clone Wars got canceled, or maybe even before Clone Wars got canceled. And it was like, oh, I can't believe I've been working for Lucasfilm for eight years. And it's the first time I've ever drew, drawn a TIE fighter on the clock. I think I, I think about it. five years from now, when the Disney streaming service is up, and Disney has like five or six Star Wars programs on the streaming service, we're going to have two to three movies a year. I don't think people are going to remember this. It, it's going to be there. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be like the micro series, where unless you're really a hardcore fan of that, you're not going to know about it. But I think it's going to be closer to that than Clone Wars because Clone Wars, at least, you know, I, I know you guys are, are hung up on the thing of it not being finished, but it is finished. The, the last episode of that season six on Netflix with Yoda, that thing shockingly ties it up in a nice bow. And so on top of that, oh wait, and it, I was like, I got a little bit more. And on top of that, it's the last time George Lucas touched Star Wars. It will always have a special spot because you have Lucas's six films, even though he didn't direct Empire and Jedi, and then the last things he ever officially touched that were part of Star Wars were the Clone Wars. And I think that will always be that that series legacy. Rebels, again, Rebels is just a bunch, of, a bunch of side characters. Yes, you have Ahsoka there, and depending on what they do with Ahsoka, I think about it, if they decided, let's say they make an Ahsoka movie five to ten years from now. Yes, Rebels will have an inflated purpose, because you'll have to watch Clone Wars and Rebels season two, and really read a book, and read a book to really appreciate that character. I don't think we're ever going to get to that point, but I it, it leaves the door open for it to be important, though. But at this given time, it's like okay, I'm going to do another Marvel example. Zanger, Zanger remembers it. Remember Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the Avengers cartoon? Yeah, that ran from best a couple thing years. ever. God yes. dang, that was so good. That thing ran during the very beginning of the MCU. From 2010 yeah. to 12, and it got canceled. I think within like two weeks of the Avengers. Like the Avengers came out like May 4th, 2012. Within two weeks, that series was canceled. And the reason why it was canceled is because Disney looked at it and said, "Oh crap, we need something that ties into the movies." And said, "Oh, we don't care. If this is doing well. Got to get no, rid they, of it." They, 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 they did this other series, which is whatever. I like this one because it kind of was like, hey, um, we're kind of acknowledging stuff from the comics and doing stuff from that and building an amazingly told universe. But now this one kind of – the newer one kind of picks up as if it takes place you know, after certain movies, but then yeah. they have a chance to introduce characters like Thanos and stuff like that. Yeah, and, that, and that's why I, th I think Rebels is the Earth's mightiest heroes of the Star Wars universe. It's it's very well made for the most part. There's quality there, but it's just think about it. Like if you ask a, like an, uh, a ten year old that likes watching Disney XD, hey, you want to watch Earth's Mightiest Heroes? They'll say no. I want to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that kind of looks like the movies, but really doesn't. And that's what it is. It's just it's again Lucasfilm's going to have so much content in the next five to ten years, unless you're a They're hardcore not know Star what to do Wars. Do with it. Well, yeah, well, not even that, though, but it's going to be lost in the shuffle. Like, it's, there's going to come a point where Disney's going to stop making the blue, like, 
uh, let's just take for example, again, Disney's going to stop making the Blu-ray for this. So the only way to watch Rebels will be on the streaming service. And on top of this, so let's say, again, let's pretend, again, five, ten years from now, I've said that now like three times in the last five minutes, but let's say Mark, Mark has his son or daughter, who's now five years old, and says, Daddy, Mark, I want to watch Star Wars because you like Star Wars. And Mark, what are you going to show her? The brand new thing that's just premiered on the Disney streaming service or the thing from 10 years ago that really doesn't have that much importance right now? And that's what it's just going to right. get lost in the show. Unless, again, you might show her Rebels, but it's, it's not going to be the new hip thing because it's just going to be lost in the shuffle. And that's, and, right, and that's what I'm thinking, too, that you know, we're already seeing this with like lots of other things in Star Wars, like movies and whatnot. That you know, there's going to be more and more series in the future that you know it sort of uh, lessens the uh, the impact of that this show Rebels made, and that stuff that happens in the future may be more uh, connected to some of these uh, movies that have, that Disney's coming out with. So that's what I'm thinking, you know, that we're going to have so much saturation five, six, seven years, you know, within the next 10 years in general, that it, it's not going to be something that people are going to dwell on for a long time. And, no. you, you know, it's just like, um, it's like anything else. It's, it's just like, you know, Clone Wars, you know, people still talk about Clone Wars right now. They still dwell on it because that's the only thing. Besides Rebel, that's that, that we've had out as far as a TV series goes, but you know, eventually people will stop talking about Clone Wars. They'll stop dwelling on it. You'll stop seeing think pieces on you know. I don't. On, I don't. I don't think we'll stop talking about Clone Wars. And like I said, I think it's because it, it touched George Lucas's hands. I, I think it, it will always have a special spot because of that. I think. I think the further you get removed from Lucas's involvement, i.e., Rebels. The more it becomes okay, it's like, okay. Again, again, think about it. A few years from now, when Disney's on its fourth or fifth Star Wars series, whether it be live action, animated, what will differentiate Rebels from Star Wars Resistance, which is the everybody's guessing is the follow up to this? Or let's say, just for the sake of argument, let's say Lucasfilm does do Underworld as part of the the uh, streaming service. So you have so you think about it, if all these things are just created by uh, committees that were hired by Lucasfilm post George Lucas, they all have they all have the same thing in common. There's really nothing differentiating them other than the stories they tell, and they're all going to just be stories that are part of the Star Wars universe. It's going to be nothing unique. Clone Wars was George Lucas's idea, even if he did have a. A lot of the people that were involved with Rebels were involved with Clone Wars. It still was something that he sat and looked over. It was under his watch. Whereas Rebels does not have that prestige, if you could call it that. Right, right. I think I think Clone Wars will be will will always be talking about that. I think that's another reason why the micro series isn't talked about as much is because as time goes on and Pablo Hidalgo keeps tweeting about it, Lucas had no involvement with that. He keeps again. He's making a very big point of that. And so I feel that that's why that series also has diminished in value is that people fear, oh, it's just another Star Wars project. It's Caravan of Courage. It's the Holiday Special. It's Ewoks. Or no, um, Droids, excuse me. It's just another Star Wars project that was created by the licensing department. It wasn't something that was made with Lucas involved directly he might obviously he has to sign off on all this but to be fair it's probably his secretary that signs off on it not him right 
So you have an interesting point there that, you know, of what's going to be more cherished and what isn't going to be more, you know, cherished. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think that anything that's old will, you know, will be, you know, less and less talked about, you know, over time, regardless of who was a creator behind it. You know, some of these newer, uh, newer generations, they're going to, yeah, they're gonna have um, the sequel trilogy. They're gonna have it more, more. They're gonna have more fondness of that than the original trilogy because they didn't grow up with the original trilogy. Yeah, but does it? Okay, now we're getting really philosophical here. But think about Star Wars. This is what Disney Disney's blowing this up though. Is that the Star Wars? You can define people almost by or Star Wars fans on their generation. Like I, I think Zenger might be a little too young for this. But let's just use Jim for example. Jim is clearly a a product of the original trilogy era. You and I, Mark, are products of the prequel trilogy era. And right, kids I'm products now, of the special edition era. Oh man, you're, you're real. You're the generation X yeah. of the Star Wars saga. I am. I truly am. And then you have kids today that are going to be the products of the sequel trilogy, except the fact that they're not going to be products of the sequel trilogy, because at the same time, they're also products of the Rogue One era and the Han Solo standalone era. And they're considering the fact that Lucasfilm's plan is to start making these things two Who will they year, judge like, and look down their nose at when they talk Star Wars? That's what I mean, though. And this goes back to the magic words of brand dilution. Like, I want every Star Wars fan to look up that word in the dictionary or the encyclopedia and memorize it because it's going to become very important in the coming years. Because it's, it's an inevitability, folks. There is going to be a day when you wake up. It might not be today. might not be tomorrow. could be a decade plus from now. But you are going to be bored with Star Wars because there's going to be so much of it and there's going to be no escaping it. It's it's a reality, folks. It's the law of diminishing returns. And Disney and Disney's entire mo is just shoving this down your throat until you can't take it anymore. But on a happier note, it's it's just the whole idea, though. It's just I, I don't know the legacy of Star Wars. It's hard to predict because I would have figured by now that the prequels' legacy would be in a better position. But for some reason, it's not. And I do think it's those. It's the same people as we all know. We've learned the hard way with Last Jedi. Those people who hate anything other than A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are still a v- incredibly vocal minority. I'm not sure if I've ever told you guys my uh, Star Wars vet- veterinarian story. No. Okay, Mark, you're gonna like this, and Zenger's probably gonna laugh at this. This was right. I had to take at the time. I had a dog. His name was Duke, and I think it was like January of 2016. So it was right after The Force Awakens. He had to go to the vet, and we, I was bringing him in, and the know, like secretary, whoever it is who answers the phone, does all the filing at the front desk. I, I could hear her over-talking with her coworkers, and they are talking about Star Wars. Obviously, my ears perk up. And my mother was with me, and I didn't say anything. Cause I'm more curious on hearing people's opinions. Like I'm one of these ones, if anyone ta- else talks about Star Wars, I keep my mouth shut because I figure I can learn more by listening rather than saying what I already know. And the woman's like, the woman had to be late 30s early 40s and she's like talking about the force awakens oh it was just the greatest thing and she wasn't talking to you she's talking to a co-worker oh it was just the greatest thing oh it was so magical it was all this like how she was talking it was weird you just didn't expect it from someone and she's like oh it was just so great and like my mother mentioned she's like oh i saw that the other week with my son 
And I'm kind of listening to him. like, oh, yeah, it was such a great film. Much better than those prequel films. Those were travesties. And you should have seen the look on my face. I turned around to my mother and said, we're taking the dog out of here. We have to leave. She's like, why? I'm like, I'm not going to deal with that. That's an insult to me. This is like the this is like telling a Christian there's no Jesus. I'm not going to put up with this nonsense. And it's the same age group of people. It's these late 30s to early 50-year-old fans who are just constantly, anytime the words star and wars are brought up, have to denigrate the prequels. Have to. It's like this sick Or is that someone like me who just hates episode two well we'll get into you we're, we're gonna try to fix you can you, can you have like, the, have like those weird like gay conversion things we're gonna convince you one day that clack of the clones isn't that bad no it's like, never gonna happen we'll do a, a clockwork orange on you we're gonna strap you into the chair and make you watch attack of the clones until you love it, it we'll it's you, funny like, it's funny because um if if you had gotten me before we did the entire years long thing on zingness to star wars i would have just said i hated the entire prequels but us taking a retroactive look on it and me trying to come at it with a different angle, I did enjoy episode one and three more than I probably originally would have. Because they're not. Okay. But God dang it, I learned to hate two in a whole new way. Okay, I still, th- I still think, I think you're, un- I can, you're a smart guy, Zenger, but I still think even you fall into the trap of the echo chamber sometimes. Do and I? Then- I, don't I like, am the echoes. You are the echoes. Good, good. Uh, but no, I think that's just what comes down to with Star Wars is that it's just it's those same fans, and they seem to. It's amazing how they dictate the conversation, and that's. But going back to what, the reason why I brought up the prequels was that I would have figured by now that considering how, even though I like the la- I love I love the Last Jedi, I love Rogue One. We all know my opinions on the Force Awakens. I would have felt that the prequels would be held in higher regard just because of how different. I can say what you want about those prequels, but there is nothing like them in cinema. They are they are their own thing. There's nothing else that compares to them. They really are just weird in their own right. And yet people still have to insult them every that is again, this one specific age range just has to insult them and belittle them every Every single chance they get. You know, I should get. I should take an opportunity to ask my older brother about the prequels at some point. How old is he? He is ten years older than me, so he's right in that age range. Okay, he's so he's he's in the the angry A New Hope and um, Empire Strikes Back are the greatest films, or the I, only good. I film. need to ask him because he actually um, said that he enjoyed um, um, Last Jedi a lot. Whoa. Okay, so he might not. Okay, he can't. Yeah, he he category. might be that vocal minority in that group. But he can't be though. Oh, in that group. Okay, so he's okay. He's the he's the contrarian in that group. Yes. All right. No. I, okay. We didn't, okay. Someone has to make a note of this. We're doing an episode. At what point? Because Zeng remembers this during the pre during the prequel era. There were three good Star Wars films: A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. And over the last. 10 12 years that narrative has shifted that jedi is no longer a good film it's only slightly better than the prequels i want again we're not gonna do this now there is a there is a weird point where somehow something flipped in people to where they started saying that i okay so you know what i'm talking about yes i know exactly what you're talking about it's amazing how like over time here's the funny people started hating that film i I don't don't hate it it's just it's probably if if i had to rank star wars it would not be. It, it would out of the original pre out of the original trilogies. It would probably actually. I had a, my ranking list somewhere sitting around. Oh wow. Um, I, 
No, it, it, it wouldn't be it, it would be at the bottom of those three. I don't of know why it it's just it's just one of those things. I mean, it's I can't be like it's not the Ewoks, it's just I don't know, I just didn't think grab me. Three three words. Internet echo chamber. You'd Fair be surprised enough. how the stuff bleeds in. You'd be surprised how well you call, if, if, if think about it, someone keeps shouting the same thing at you enough times. Subconsciously things start to bleed into your psyche. Like one day Marks would be like, you know, man, those prequels not as good as they used to be. And it was like, and then we got like strap Mark into the chair and do the the clockwork uh-huh. orange thing to him and be like, no, you love these films, Mark. You love them. <laughs> Snap out of it. Yeah, no, I I don't think it'll happen to me. I, you know, I've, I've uh, <laughs> it's I, not gonna happen to me. You know, I, that's I, what they all say. I can I can you know evaluate things for myself and I and I could and I tell myself, oh, I know they're not perfect, but you know that's fine. You know, I like them and you know a lot of. Uh, you know, good qualities to them uh, in various aspects. Um, I know they're not perfect, but no movie's perfect, so that's how I that's how I cope with things. Um, that's way too rational, Mark. We can't have that kind of talk on here. You have I to know, scream man. and make make. Fa- Hold on, wait. Where is it? There it is. In, and bang your Thor hammer. Yeah, we are a culture of extremes. That's true. Uh, we have. I've got to reevaluate my way of thinking. Exactly. You got. You also got to insult everyone who disagrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Bunch All of right. haters. So yeah, but anyways. Um, yeah, let's get back on topic. We'll, we'll, what was the deal with the emperor? Oh yeah. Yeah. The that. thing we completely ignored, and we're hold on. An yeah, hour and thirty was... minutes in. I think we need to tackle this before we sign off. Yeah. So what? Have, so what's the idea? The the rebels recon talk about that. Like why they portrayed so the emperor? Is yeah, that the way that. the emperor is seen by the empire? Because I know that they've mentioned before that that he never really appeared as himself to well, the emperor. To be fair, to be fair, Zenger is a politician. He can't go out in front of public looking like the monster mash. But isn't I that exactly so many jokes right now? And I'm just going to refrain. <laughs> Isn't that what, exactly what he did um, in uh, episode three? When yeah, yeah but he's kind of later on though. It said that they digitally touched him up for stuff. Yeah, they put some petroleum jelly like on those like little security cameras that go fly around the Senate. The, you the know the usual is, tricks. Nice Simpsons reference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't point, worry, there's another one coming. At one point, the uh, Palpatine was paying people to smear eyes in all the delegations of the Senate. Like, oh, my eyes! This is really <laughs> oh, he looks no beautiful! Saw, <laughs> but no, uh, Mark, they did talk about that in Rebels Recon. Kind of like what Zenger said, they do kind of, they do it They in the propaganda of him. I think there was even a couple episodes of Rebels. I think season one, they show him and he looks kind of like that. They, they, they do mention it, but it's not, it's not much of a discussion point in the episode. Ah, gotcha. I don't know about you guys, but I think I find normal-looking Palpatine more menacing than than Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, he yeah, looks more menacing. Yeah. as like a kindly old like as, as, as we all know. Zenger and I love the the um, Emperor. We we love the overly comical Seth MacFarlane Emperor Palpatine. And so I just imagine ta- he's like that all the time. It's that, just we just catch him at the wrong moments. I can't take that. Like ever since watching those Robot Chicken episodes, I cannot take the Emperor seriously. Like every time, like even like in the 
the Ezra does time travel episode. Like when he's sitting there, like in his little portal, he's like, "Come here, Ezra Bridger." And the whole time, I'm like, I'm thinking that, like, when like Ahsoka cuts off like his fog hand, I'm like, "Oh man, Seth MacFarlane's probably making a joke right now." It's always oh, hands. What's, what, what's it with Star Wars? They're always cutting off hands, real hands, robotic hands, ghoul fog hands. Uh, what's the deal off? with this? They, they cut off my hand again. What's that? You have to reschedule my sauna. <laughs> uh, you're lucky my 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 phantom hand got cut off, or I'd strangle you with it. Oh wait, I got another one. You're in luck. That's, I can kill you today. That's what I mean, though. It's like like I cannot take like to me. I think that's why the Emperor will always be my favorite Star Wars villain, <laughs> it's just because of how over the top he is. Like even as like as I watch Return of the Jedi, he is such a fun character. He's again, he's deliciously Rise, evil. Friend. Rise, yes. It's like, you will soon learn the full power of this fully operational battle station. Fire one ready, Commander. You will learn fully armed and operational oh, battle station. Thank you. Commander, you will fire when ready. No, sorry. Fire at will, Commander. Your overconfidence is your downfall. Your faith in your friends is yours. It's oh, oh man, it's, it's so it's, perfectly evil. I know it's great. That's and that's why that, and that's why the Seth MacFarlane thing, like him sitting at the um the desk with the two like dignitaries, and it's like how's he going, Singer? Papa, Papa, Palpatine. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. What what happened? What? what what do you mean they they blew it up? That thing What's wasn't the aluminum even falcon. <laughs> What's the aluminum falcon? What do you mean, a bunch of crazy teenagers? <laughs> oh, oh, man, that oh, robot he's chicken. Crying. He's crying. <laughs> I-, I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we, we need to do it. Okay, during the Star Wars drought, we need to do an episode when we talk about all the um, robot chicken episodes. All three all three um, things they did of it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have to do that. The Family Guy ones, too. Eh, those aren't as good. Eh. Not compared to the robot chicken ones. There's some there's some clever moments in there. Robot, like a Family Guy one was funny, but like it's so it's just a redoing of like Family it's been done Guy so many times. or Family Guy does Star Wars where Robot yes. Chicken is is it's satire, spoofing it's satire of Star Wars. No, the the Emperor was weird. It was this weird like moment that felt like it wasn't a part of that episode. If that makes any sense, like like it just felt like that 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 should have been it came another out of episode. Nowhere. It came yeah. out of left field, and then it left out of left field. It just seemed like something for Ezra to do for a little bit. Well, the one thing I didn't get about it was that we already saw him face this test. It's like he he's in the in the previous. Oh God, this, the, Ezra does time travel. That's what I'm calling it, and he has the chance to save Kanan in time. Yes, and he has to save, or he wants to save Kanan. He resists the urge to do that, and it's the exact same so, thing again. It's the end. Yes, he deserves to die in a fiery explosion. Oh, dear. But yeah, it's like, it felt like it was the exact same thing again. The Emperor's there tempting him. He's already resisted this challenge once. It's like, okay, the parents, like, we get it, the parents, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that was cool about this was that we did get to see the Emperor's Royal Guard in action. Yeah, finally. Which, I again, I I was, that that, that surprised me. and once again... What what is Star Wars boiled down to that Jedi's can do? Move rocks. That's all they're good at. <laughs> see Luke Skywalker. See folks, hashtag not my Luke Skywalker was correct. He clearly mm-hmm. they Disney ruined Luke. They ruined him. 
He said the force was not about lifting rocks, and clearly now that's two for two in less than like three months, where flinging rocks saved the day. Yep. See, maybe maybe, maybe that's all. And, hold on. Hold that's on. three for three. Oh. The um, Return of the Jedi. What did the Ewoks throw at people? Rocks. rocks. Would Luke throw at the gate to the Rancor pit? Rock. A rock. Oh man, it's going so deep now. Maybe all they need to do to like stop the Death Star was just put like a rock in one of its exhaust ports. <gasps> oh my gosh, you throw the rock like the rock. We, we, I, I still think we should still do our Star Wars spoof, and it's just, inc- it's just splicing the rock into different scenes of Star Wars. It's perfect. You just throw him and everything. I no, but he has to be Star Killer Base. <laughs> so wait, do you have him hit him and it destroys him? Exactly. Oh, the only man, thing that can stop the rock is the is rock. The rock. I think we should do our final kind of tallies on this situation. Okay. Sanger wants to wrap this up. So let's see. All right, Mark, what was your, I guess, favorite episode or not favorite episode? What was your favorite moment from this episode, or what? Or what? What made you happy? Or I don't know. Whatever you want to say. I, I guess the ending was, uh, you know, this a special moment of uh, what I saw from here. Um, I didn't think that, um, you know, I honestly thought that uh, before going in here, I thought that, you know, they would kill off Theron or something. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't because, you know, it, it would be interesting to see him pop up again in the future series. I didn't think that they were going to do that with Ezra, you know, like make him, like, you know, disappear in the ether. But they did, and he appears more heroic, almost legendary status now. With um, Hera, you know, that was a surprising twist that, you know, that she birthed a child of her and Kanan, you know, because, you know, we didn't have any hint that that was going to, you know, that that was possible. The only one that I feel like wasn't really given much gravity with was uh sabine you know like we don't really see something with with her you know, she has his lightsaber oh, yeah oh yeah she has this lightsaber you know one of the things that i caught on the rebels recon um before you know i had to get ready for the recording was that they didn't do a uh a love subplot with her and uh ezra Remember how in the beginning uh, of the series that, that Ezra, you know, sort of kind of was a little flirty with Sabine or so? Over time, his character matured, but there was really, but never in this series was there really any hint of, you know, of feelings of more than just being friends. And, you know, and I guess they wanted, they, they wanted to go that route on purpose because there's a bigger thing happening here with, Meet with uh, pop culture of you know not reducing female characters to love subplots, you know as we see with Jen Erso as well and Rogue One. I'm glad that they didn't go that route, not because I hate the stereotype, but because you know it's just something new. It's something not predictable to see. Uh, I think I will miss a lot about about the series, though. I, I wish it went five seasons instead of four seasons. You know, because I, I kind of wish that they would get more involved in some of the bigger grand scheme of thing things. You think to it, and it's like I'm, I'm glad that this. I know that in the future I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking about this. I'm gonna and I'm probably gonna go. I'm glad they kept this pretty self-contained. Uh, I'm glad they kept this series, you know, centered around these characters and these characters only. But I I although I do wish I would have seen more. Now, I also may have the feeling that 
the the ending feel may feel rushed. Because let's think about it. You know, everything happens in these three episodes, and you know, all of a sudden we get this epilogue of like a minute or two, and it's like, oh, that was so quick. Right after the action occurred, you know, all of a sudden we get this quick epilogue. But I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I feel that this series um, embiggens the Star Wars series as a whole. Rebels was cute. It was pretty good for the most part. I like that it was concise in the sense it was only four seasons. Like I said, Clone Wars got weird at times. Again, Clone Wars could get very... Yeah. Yeah, Clone Wars gets wonky. But one thing I like this was contained. They had been moving along at a rather brisk pace, except for a few filler episodes. But one thing I thought... Like, this interesting observation... Obviously, Kanan and Hera's son, Jason, is Force-sensitive. I, I would assume that he is. Would that mean that he was part of Luke's Jedi Academy? He died. Well, no. Could could Jason Syndulla be a Knight of Ren? Oh, I don't think they're ever, ever going to connect the TV series to the movie series. Um, they, they don't have to, but... Think about it, though. It, you'd be you'd be hard pressed to believe that you'd have the son of a Jedi Knight, and he's not force sensitive. And think about it; he'd be the same age, maybe. Okay, he'd be maybe what three or five years older than than Ben Solo. I'm just saying. I'm just considering that Ben Solo was born roughly a year after the Battle of Endor, and that Jason Syndulla. Had to be born what around the time of A New Hope, mm-hmm. so that again, that's four years. So what, four years older than Ben Solo? There's a very strong chance that that Jason Syndulla was on Jedi or was on was in Duke's yeah, was in Luke's Jedi Academy and was words maybe are killed hard. by yes, words are indeed hard, and he was killed by Ben Solo during the attack. Just putting that out there. See that little, little boy with the green hair? He was killed by Ben Solo. Good night. Mm-hmm. All right, are, are we done about Rebels? Yeah. Yeah. Done, I got my second Simpsons reference in, so I'm good. Yeah, I, th- right. I think I think we're good. Not not to get off the topic of Rebels, but there's one last thing I want to tack on this. What did you guys think of that thing? Remember those Han Solo posters where you had Han, Chewie, Lando, and Kira? Oh, you mean that's out? totally copyright infringement and they totally ripped off Sony? Yes. What <laughs> What do you guys think about that? <laughs> oh, it seems like something they do. No, which part again? I'm sorry. I, uh... You hear about this? About the, the Han Solo like character posters and the fact that whoever made them ripped off like basically these Sony... they didn't rip off. They like blatantly copied. Yeah, it's 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 Shia LaBeouf level of copying somebody else's work. Um, they basically just ripped off like some Sony like classic hits CD cover things. Mm, I don't remember reading about this. Yeah, it's a it's it's, it's a thing, and they also Mark, released how the you miss this? You of all people, this is like this is like massive. Like everyone was talking about this. I'm gonna see if I can uh, find it and send it to you. Yeah, I've been busy and stuff, and uh, you know, yesterday I, I uh, hashtag Star Wars is life. Mark, come on. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got a couple of other. Uh, Hobbies. There's Legos. There's Legos down here. Come on, there's priority. Hey, Mark. their sales are down right now. Mark isn't pulling his weight, is what that's no, telling me. No, he's not. I know. Um, I, I hope this is a sign for Lego to, uh, you know, improve it's on the uh, on their set qualities. 
You know what hasn't come out recently? A new Lego video game. Just saying. Yeah, that, uh... Nah, I don't really play video games. Uh, never mind, they had the Marvel one come out. I correct myself, thank you. <laughs> uh, alright, alright, fine, fine. I, uh, I know you guys want that. this, so... Judge Zinger, presiding what? over the case of Sony versus Disney uh, Lucasfilm Affiliated. Um, dude, that's copyright. Come on, man. Like, you didn't copy your friend's homework and cheat off it. You just blatantly just wrote the same thing and thought the teacher wouldn't catch it. In my opinion, guilty as charged. I am the law. Court dismissed, bringing the dancing lobsters. Damn straight. I don't know. I mean... Mark, it's pretty clear cut. I don't think there's any side of this where... I I made my judgment. Are you questioning Judge Zinger? It is very, very... Uh, styles are very similar. This is going to be an interesting uh, an interesting fight to watch. Level what, Disney paying out somebody a ton of money for no apparent reason? And, oh, well, wait, sorry, for the reasoning of them messing up. And then there's the other thing about, you know, does this person have, you know, this artwork copyright to begin with? So there's going to be that as well, because if you don't copyright your stuff, well, I, I guess you did it in France, but I'm sure they have certain laws about this kind of stuff that, you know, if you don't copyright something, then, you know, you won't be able to get compensation for it if somebody else copies it. But, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at KOV Podcast. Check out SkywardFunSupply.com for all your toy needs. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter at RogueKnight, K-N-I-T-E. Where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at MarkFanPatriot. Well, after three pints tonight, I, I would like to say that my Angry Orchard Hard Cider was an enjoyable beverage. I would highly recommend it to anyone who is a who is a fan of ciders and is of age. But um, you can find me, of course, on Drink This every week. Um, the new Zingness where I drink instead. Nah, just kidding. You can find me on, of course, my podcast, Zingness every monday and you can also find me playing monster hunter because destiny's dead to me now <laughs> all right then all right everybody have a good night bye night